It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 8th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross and I am the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, it's All-Star Weekend. All-Star Day? All-Star, I don't know what to call it. Uh, it is the All-Star break. We'll recap Nikola Vucevic's appearance at the All-Star festivities. That probably sounds the right, that probably sounds like the right adjective. We'll talk about him, a little bit about our boy Anthony Simons from Altamont Springs, plus what the All-Star game says about the future of the NBA and how the magic are falling behind. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all to check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. The searching grab you download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on Skills Challenge champion DeMontis Sabonis? Check out our pals at Locked On Pacers. Want to get the lowdown on All-Star MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo? Check out Locked On Bucks. Want to get a jump start on Thursday's game? Return to action against the Miami Heat. Go see our friends at Locked On Heat. I know they had a very restful All-Star weekend. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. To search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON20 and you'll get 20% off your next order. Also, be sure to go to BuiltBar.com and check out the Built Bracket all March long. Built Bar is pitting its flavors against each other to determine which one is best. Starting today, the Built Bracket is live, so go vote for your favorite flavors or try some new ones out. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. It's an all-star game. So I am not going to go crazy over anything. Um, I know I sat here on Friday and said I wanted to see Nikola Vucevic contribute to a winning cause and, and look a little bit more comfortable and play a little play a little bit. But the number one priority is that you, you don't get hurt. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's the number one priority. And so he didn't get hurt. Mission accomplished. Um, Nikola Vucevic looked a lot more comfortable in, in what he was trying to do and what his role would be and what uh, and what his place was within the context of the game. Uh, Nikola Vucevic essentially just hung out at the three-point line, set a screen and popped, just stayed out of the way so that the, the the superstars can try and drive and do all the dunks and do all the crazy plays inside the paint. Um, Vuce just wanted to kind of do his role and just kind of be there. Um, you know, again, that's that's fine. That's whatever. Um, it's, it's not the end of the world. He's not a shot blocker anyway, so I don't want him going for blocks and trying to get in the way of some of these dunks. Um, you know, LeBron did some fancy dribbling on him before passing out to Steph Curry at the uh, logo for A3. Um, Vooch was guarding LeBron, and so I, I take that as a victory. He didn't allow LeBron to drive, even if LeBron never had any intention of driving. Um, it, Vooch was just kind of there. 
Um, you know, I, I joked at some point during the game that, you know, Vooch didn't really want to go beneath the three-point line at any point of the game. Offensively, maybe he spent uh, maybe a minute, if not if not that, inside the paint. He was mostly just on the perimeter. Um, and, and that's okay. Um, you know, I think Vooch just wanted to be a pop option. Uh, and and in and so that's what he was. Uh, unfortunately, Vucevic's shot just wasn't on in this game. He shot one for five from beyond the arc. His three coming on a trail uh, in the third quarter, just hitting hitting a three. He ends up with five point seven rebounds. His other basket came late in the second quarter. James Harden sort of kicked the ball. I'm not going to go too crazy on the officiating. Um, James Harden, you know, got a steal by deflecting the ball off his knee. Um, it bounced to Nikola Vucevic, who happened to be cherry picking and was in the paint. Uh, and then he goes up and scores uh, a dunk over uh, over the defender who is not defending. That's 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 the All Star game. Um, Vooch did a good job on the glass when he was in the paint and on defense and, and got some rebounds. That's that's really all you can ask for. But you know this this game is not meant for big men. This is not a game for centers. Um, you know, yes, you know maybe you'll have Shaq try some dribble moves or, or or have a segment where you do something like that. But this game is not built for someone like Nikola Vucic. He is not a highlight machine, despite what Draymond Green, Green and Kelly Oubre might have to say. Um, he is not someone that's going to assert himself in this kind of game. And certainly, you know, I, even though we're all Nikola Vucic fans here, he is not among the best of the best players. Um, you know, there's the, the, the hope that when Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons had to pull out of the game because of contact tracing, that uh, Vooch would have been able to get a start, maybe, um, but that went to Zion Williamson. That was 100% the right choice um, for him, for the team, for the league. Uh, no one should be complaining about that. Um, Zion Williamson, you know, did fine. 10 points, 5 for 9 shooting, certainly getting his feet wet uh, in the midst of that ga- midst of the game as well. Um, it was, you know, it was just, it was an all-star game. Uh, you know, I, I don't feel like it needs that much um, breakdown. Um, would I have liked to have seen Nikola Vucevic make more of his shots? Absolutely. Two for six, one for five from B on the arc. All five of those three-pointers were open three-pointers. I'd love to see them go in. Um, and if that had happened, you know, maybe Team Durant would have done a better job and had a better chance of winning. But overall, you know, again, the main goal, don't get hurt. Go enjoy yourself. It seemed like Nikola Vucevic did that. So you can't complain too much about his all-star experience. He represented the Magic very, very well, especially in the skills challenge. The skills challenge has become sort of the big men making a stand to say, hey, guards, we're pretty skilled too. We can do all these fun, fancy tricks too. It's not just a little man's game. Um, and once again, the bigs dominated this competition. Um, Nikola Vucevic ran through Robert Covington in the first round, did everything perfectly. You could tell um, his experience in the competition mattered. He, he understood exactly how to play this game. Um, and really, you know, honestly, like, a lot of these competitions, especially the skills challenge, comes down to how serious you're taking it. Um, Luka Doncic didn't bother to remove his warm-up. He kind of you know, glided through the whole competition, and so he got beat in the first round. Uh, he got beat in his round by, by DeMontis Sabonis, and there's no doubt that he was going to get beat by DeMontis Sabonis um, just because Luka wasn't taking it super seriously. I think Chris Paul did take it seriously, but uh, he was... On the left side, as Dwayne Wade wanted to point out during the broadcast, uh, and so he tried to get to the right side of the hoop on his layup and missed it off the back iron. Nikola Vucevic made his shot. He got to the three-point line first. He did miss a couple before making it, making his shot before Chris Paul could, uh, and that got Nikola Vucevic to the final round. There, Vuce did have every opportunity to win the game um, and win the competition and win the trophy. 
Uh, he was first. He was first out of the layup uh, to the three-point line to that final three-point shot. Um, just took too long to make his shots. Um, Sabonis got off three shots, made his third. Uh, Vooch only got off two shots. Um, so just Vooch a little bit slow on the on the up on the uptake. Um, unable to hit from from beyond the arc from the top of the key, which is his spot. Uh, and Demontis Sabonis of the Indiana Pacers takes home the skills challenge again. Can't be too upset. Sabonis experienced in the skills challenge shoot knows how to play the game. Um, and after being the runner-up last year to Bam Adebayo, certainly had a little bit of motivation to win it. Uh, Nikola Vucic will just have to do the same next year when he makes his third All-Star team or gets to the All-Star game weekend once again. Um, again, it's an All-Star game. I, 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 I'm very glad I didn't see anyone going crazy about Vucic not being as involved. I think there was some of that two years ago. Um, but this was this was a fun game. Um, it was a fun experience. It was, it was, you know, as as much as there's certainly questions about whether they should have had an All Star game to begin with, and I think that's perfectly fair. They had it. It was enjoyable. I was entertained for however many hours it was on. The three point contest, especially, was a classic this year, uh, with Steph Curry needing to score on the last shot of the three point contest to defeat Mike Conley uh, in the final round. Um, Curry's shooting is just unbelievable. Um, I'm not sure if I am a fan of it being all on one night. Um, you know, I think it was just very streamlined and rushed. Um, and again, that's how you get guys not necessarily trying in the skills challenge because they had a bigger game to focus on. And you know, some of it did feel like a lot of guys are just there pro forma. Um, they're there because they were told to be there, or they, you know, they're certainly getting paid a little bit more to be there. Um, and and I think everyone understands that the reason why the NBA held this All Star game was because of money, because of the, the TV contract with TNT and because of how important important that is um, to uh, to the league itself, especially as they try to recoup some of the money that they've lost. And honestly, I wish the league would have just admitted that um, instead of trying to play it off as something for the fans. I mean, I'm sure the fans were happy to have it. Again, it was an entertaining night of basketball. Um, but I... I I'm I'm for honesty. I don't I don't need corporate babble. Um, we all know why this game happened. I think everyone understands why this game happened. The Players Association agreed to this game happening. Um, this wasn't something. This was something that was you know not not completely negotiated because an All Star game is is something required and certain specifically into the collective bargaining agreement. But we all know why this game happened. So um, that's what it is. I do want to bring out a few important points about what this All-Star Game says about the NBA and the Orlando Magic, but first we'll talk about Anthony Simons, Altamont Springs' own in the Slam Dunk Contest. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment, but first, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Head to Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are covering everything you need to know about the Orlando Magic, but what about the rest of the sports world? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there too. It's with the Locked On Today podcast. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in less than 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. I, I want to talk real briefly about the slam dunk contest uh, because it had a, a local kid here from Orlando, so we're going to take a little bit of ownership of him. Um, Altamont Springs native, not Altamonte. Everyone get that right. Altamont Springs. Altamont Springs native and Edgewater High School alum, Anthony Simons, your slam dunk champion, the Portland Trailblazers guard, um, putting on quite the show. Um, obviously, none of these dunks were Aaron Gordon. The judging still sucked, even with uh, several uh, expert dunkers on the panel. Um, and uh, I did like that they changed the, the final round to a pick-your-favorite rather than a judged event to avoid any Dwayne Wade ruling. Um, as some people said, well, if they would have had this last year, Aaron Gordon clearly would have won. Um, uh, there's an old legal precept that says don't take, you know, don't uh, 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 any changes to prevent future, you know, future things of the, the, the you know, future liability. Don't take that as a admission of guilt. Uh, the judging was what it was last year. The judging's different this year because of it. That's fine. That's a good thing. That's called progress. Um, that's called identifying a problem and fixing it. Um, but Anthony Simons, I thought, still put on a, a really nice show. I mean, obviously, the three players, Obi Toppin, Cassius Winston, and Anthony Simons, uh, had a rushed time period to go here. Um, fewer dunks, less pomp and circumstance, less energy in the building. Um, I thought all three brought it. Um, I thought Cassius Winston's first dunk was really good, especially as a nice tribute to former Magic Man Jason Richardson. Um, but Anthony Simons was definitely the winner of the day. Um, he had some... Really great dunks and showed off surprising hops, um, surprising uh, leaping ability, which was really, really, really um, impressive overall. Um, Simon's uh, first dunk was sort of like a, a an old Dwight Howard dunk. Um, uh, it was pretty simple though. Um, you know, they put the they put a mini basketball hoop and placed the basketball on on it about uh, 11 and a half, 12 feet up in the air. Um, and Simon's went up and got it and dunked it in. Very, very simple dunk. Um, nothing special to it. Just showed off the leaping ability, which was very impressive nonetheless. His second dunk, though, was the real uh, was the real winner of... of, of it was not the best dunk of the day, but it was certainly one of the top three dunks of the contest. Uh, Simons grabbed a Tracy McGrady jersey. We'll talk about that in a sec. Um, and pulled off uh, a tribute to Tracy McGrady's 2000 dunk contest dunk. Um, a really nice job, um, you know, a really nice job. Uh, obviously, Tracy McGrady, a huge influence on Simons. Um, Simons is younger than me, obviously, um, but he probably would have started watching basketball around the time Tracy McGrady was with the Orlando Magic. Um, that would have been a player that he grew up with. Uh, and so to don his jersey um, in the dunk contest and, and essentially do one of his dunks must have been really, really special for him. And he did it flawlessly. It was a great dunk, a great bit of showmanship. But my man, I get that McGrady was wearing a, a Raptors jersey in the 2000 dunk contest, but pull out the Magic jersey, man. Come on. Come on. You don't have to be that historically accurate. You weren't even that historically accurate. It was a white Raptors jersey you were wearing instead of the purple one. Pull out a, pull out a blue Tracy McGrady jersey. No one will know the difference. T-Mac belongs to Orlando. You're obviously an Orlando kid. I would have loved to see the tribute uh, 
shout out the hometown Orlando Magic. Um, I think that would have been a lot better. Maybe selfishly, I think that would have been a lot better. Um, that obviously trades McGrady huge meaning to, for a guy like Anthony Simons, um, and obviously uh, a great tribute to him. And then his final dunk, probably the best dunk of the night, was honestly, uh, you know, even if Simons didn't realize it, a tribute to Dwight Howard, another player that Simons undoubtedly watched in Orlando um, as he was growing up uh, here in in Central Florida. Um, Simons attempted to kiss the rim. Um, he w- he leapt up, you know, pursed his lips out to the rim, and then pulled back at the last second to make sure he got the dunk down and didn't hurt himself. Um, and it was a really incredible feat of just athleticism and, and vertical leap. Um, it was definitely the best dunk of the night, um, and, and obviously a worthy winner. Um, Dwight Howard reportedly was going to try a similar kiss the rim dunk uh, when he was uh, in the 2007 dunk contest, the, the one in Vegas, um, where he put the sicker. He did the sicker dunk, which was the most impressive dunk of that contest, even though Dwight was eliminated in the first round. Um, it was... You know, again, really nice tribute to some former Magic guys, uh, even if one was not intentional. Um, Anthony Simons did Central Florida proud. I know he did the Portland Trailblazers proud. I know they're really they're really excited about him, um, and and obviously we're and we're excited about him here in Central Florida as well uh, for his performance in the dunk contest. Even though Aaron Gordon should have two of them already for Orlando to celebrate. The Magic, by the way, have only ever won, I believe it's one trophy. At uh, at All Star Weekend, um, I believe Dwight Howard is the only Magic player to ever win any of the skills competitions, um, and and actually no Magic players ever won All Star MVP. So Dwight Howard's 2008 dunk contest is the only time a Magic player has ever won uh, a trophy. A lot of second place finishes. Dennis Scott was second in the three point contest, I believe, in 1996. Um, obviously, uh, Dwight finished Dwight uh, finished second in the 2009 dunk contest to Nate Robinson. Um, Richard Lewis, I think, was also second in the three-point contest that year in 2009. Uh, and then, of course, um, Aaron Gordon second in, bo- in uh, his dunk contests in uh, 2016 and 2020. So, um, a lot of, a lot of, and then Nikola Vucevic now second place in the uh, 2020 Skills Challenge. So, a lot of bridesmaids for the Orlando Magic. One day, they'll break through and bring home an All-Star trophy. We'll talk a little bit about what the All-Star game means for the league and where the Magic go next with it, coming up here in just a moment. But first, we've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. You know all the talking points. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best. It is Built Bar Madness! Sorry, that was that was that was that was terrible. I apologize for that. Starting today, Monday, the Built Bar tournament is on. Today's matchup: Apple Almond Crisp versus the Churro Puff, as well as Peanut Butter Brownie versus Raspberry. This is a this is a, an exciting time, an exciting couple matchups to get you going. Uh, in before March Madness, uh, I have not tried any of these flavors. I've, I've I think I've had the raspberry before, not my. Th- Favorite one? They they gave us a, a sample box um, a little while ago. I've been trying to trying some new flavors out. Um, you know, I'm I'm partial to uh, the Sweet Sixteen, uh, the team that got a buy in the Sweet Sixteen, the Cookies and Cream. 
Um, the Churl Puff is a new one that, that certainly sounds interesting. So um, this is a great way, you know, obviously, uh, if you've tried Built Bar, if you've bought Built Bar, you know that when I tell you that it tastes churro, what a Churro Puff is, you know it tastes like a Churro Puff. And, and obviously here in Central Florida, we are the kings of the churros. Um, when they make a turkey leg Built Bar, then clearly they are based in Orlando, not in Utah, uh, as as the packaging says. Um, but obviously, when they when I say peanut butter brownie, you know it's going to taste like peanut butter brownie. So essentially just vote for your favorite uh Favorite desserts there. Go to BuiltBar.com or to BuiltBar on Twitter at Built underscore Bar to vote on these contests. Remember, use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That is LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar in the world. Okay, maybe not the world, but just on Built Bar. But you, you, get, you get the idea. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. How much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you want to know more, you need to subscribe to Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. I'll have some thoughts on the NBA Draft coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, probably. I'll, that's, uh, I think that's when I'll dive into my first big board uh, as the Magic Cars. Probably going to be focused on the draft for a good chunk of the second half of the season. But I want to talk about a big picture thing here. Um, Sunday was obviously the All-Star Game. And the All-Star Game has no meaning, some meaning, you know, who knows? Who, who really knows what the All-Star Game actually means? Um, it's it's an exhibition game. Guys are joking around. The effort is relatively low. But it's still a gathering of the very best players in the league. Um, you know, there's, there's some kind of macho posturing, like whose league is this, and figuring out, like, who's actually running this town. And certainly players sometimes try to make sure a certain player gets every opportunity to win the MVP award. And there's definitely a buddy-buddy system going on. And let's let's be clear, I think what happened on Sunday was LeBron James asserted that this is his league still. Um, he drafted the best team in in the All-Star game. Durant's drafting was turned out to be very terrible, although he was missing two key players in Joel Embiid and Anthony Davis. Uh, and Steph Curry went out there and proved to everyone that he was back. And those are going to be the narratives that come out of this All-Star game. But something else should come out of it too. The absolute stunning display of shooting and the way shooting has warped and, and changed the game completely. Um, that's, to me, that's the takeaway from this game. You look at the shooting stats. Um, the two teams combined to go 58 for 133 on three-pointers. Now, obviously... Everyone's just jacking up threes. It's not a serious basketball game. But they still shot 43.6% from beyond the arc. Shots couldn't have been that open. And on top of that, there were three half-court shots. All of them went in. Damien Lillard 
pulled up from half court just before halftime, and it looked comfortable to him. It looked like a shot that he practices every day, a shot that he could pull out in a game if he really wanted to. Not to be outdone, Steph Curry did the same on the very next possession, after Nikola Vucevic basket, of course. Um, did, did the same on the very next possession. Again, just comfortable pull-up jumper. And of course, the game ended on a Damian Lillard three from half court. Like I said, this is an all-star game. Guys are joking around. They're, they're playing at half speed. They're not putting in an intense effort. But you can't fake shooting. You can't disguise it. You're either a good shooter or you're not. And yes, there are bad days and good days, and maybe this was an especially good day for a lot of players, but those are the players that are dominating the All-Star game. Those are the players that are dominating the season, to be frank. And it's very, very clear that the shooting revolution is the continued future for the league. Look no further than Nikola Vucevic. Nikola Vucevic's entire All-Star game was essentially to stay out of the way by being on the three-point line, but that's still a place where he's a threat. This isn't like Dwight Howard staying out of the way by just screening and, and not moving so that guys could just go straight down the, down the lane. This isn't Dwight Howard hanging on the three-point line to take one joke three uh, in every All-Star game. This was a real weapon that, the, that, that Team Durant had, and again... Yeah, Team Durant lost by, by 20 points, but if Nikola Vucevic had made two or three more threes, maybe the game's a little bit closer. I mean, the fact that Nikola Vucevic went one for five from beyond the arc probably cost Dur- Team Durant a little bit. Um, again, all-star game, not going to read too much into his shooting performance, but yeah, that's that's certainly one of the one of the potential flaws of Nikola Vucevic's shooting is that, yeah, when he goes cold, you know, he's got to find other ways to score. He does, but he has other ways to score. But to be sure... Beyond the All-Star Game stuff. Nikola Vucevic was in the All-Star Game this time around because of the leap that he took with the shooting. He's averaging a career-best 24.6 points per game, shooting a 54.8% effective field goal percentage, which is about one-tenth of a percentage point lower than his career high. And it's made all the more impressive that he's shooting a career-best 41.2% from beyond the arc on on, on a career-high six-and-a-half attempts per game. Vucevic expanded his goal to the three-point line very, very slowly. It took a few years. But he is in this game. He is among the best centers in the league because of his ability to space the floor out to the three-point line, where he is truly a danger. Why do we suddenly think that Nikola Vucevic has a place in this team's future? Beside the fact that, yes, uh, you know, just from a, a, a small-scale perspective, I believe that he just gives this team a stability that makes them competitive, that he just, um, the Magic just cannot afford to give up their best player like that. They just can't get rid of him so simply. But it's also because, it's also because his three-pointer makes him valuable. There are not many centers that are as dynamic offensively as he is, able to work the post and shoot from beyond the arc. And whatever defensive shortcomings come because of him can be made up with other players as the Magic proved over the last two seasons, although not as much this year with some of the players that they've had out. And that gets to the other point then. The three-point shot has completely changed the game. As much as I don't want to dig it up, look back at Wednesday's game against the Atlanta Hawks. Now, not that the Magic played good defense in that game, 
But the Hawks erased a 15-point deficit in the final six minutes of that of the fourth quarter because they made seven three-pointers. The three-pointer is still the great equalizer. And in so many ways in the modern NBA, there is no defense to it. Again, the Magic did not play good defense. Their communication on defense was poor in that fourth quarter. But the Hawks don't get back in that game if they don't drain a ton of threes. And it can be demoralizing. Go look back at some of the best wins from the Magic this season. They made a ton of three-pointers. The game against the Warriors, they made a ton of three-pointers. It's the biggest win of the season. And this is why the Magic are behind. The Magic simply do not have enough shooting. Nikola Vucevic and Evan Fournier are the two best shooters, and frankly, we're all discussing about how Evan Fournier is probably gone before the trade deadline. The Magic this year rank 20th in the league in three-point field goal percentage at 35.6%. Not terrible. It's not as bad as you think. They're also 20th in attempts per game at 33.2. Again, that's not so important. The number of attempts don't matter as much as how much you make. At 11.8 three-point field goals made per game, the Magic are 22nd. This is not a team that relies on three-point shooting to win games, yet all the Magic's best wins come when they make three-pointers. That's the truth. And again, the Magic, because they're such a poor shooting team and they don't have a lot of shooters, cannot afford to throw away games where they make a ton of threes. This is the direction the league is heading. And really what this league is going to become about is kind of dribble-drive motion offenses where you have guys who can break someone down off the dribble, collapse the paint, and kick out to three-point shooters. If you have someone... That is a constant threat to pull up, even better. That's why guys like Trey Young are so valuable. Why guys like Luka Doncic are so value, valuable. They don't need an offense to get a good shot off. And they're always a threat to shoot, which opens up the drives, which opens up the passing, which opens everything up. The struggle the Magic have had since Dwight Howard left, and really the struggle the Magic have had since the three-point revolution, which they partially started, has been lacking this pull-up three-point bomber, this pull-up three-point shooter. This is clearly where the league is going. And whether that is Kate Cunningham, whether that is Jalen you know, Green, whether that is someone in this draft, I'm not sure. From, from a little, you know, little shy on this draft, is, you know, like, yes, there are very, very good players in this draft that I think will be great shooters and, and, and provide a lot for this team. There's no one guy that, seems to fit this mold for what the future of the NBA looks like. Obviously, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, and Aaron Gordon to some extent, they're not great shooters. They can hit them when they're open, don't get me wrong, but they are not deadly, always worried about shooters. And if anything, the All-Star game this year proved that's what warps a defense. That's what wins you games. And that's the direction the league is heading. And so the question for the Magic now as they begin to ponder their future is, how do we build a team like that? And obviously the Magic have neglected shooting for a long time. They can't do that anymore. Because as we're seeing this year, shooting can bail out bad defense. Shooting can bail out a bad game. Shooting is what creates a wider margin for error. 
margin for error the Magic simply do not have even at full strength. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himway, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts or your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr__md. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily, Locked on Magic, this is Phil Bronson. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 